0: The last part of the Lord's Prayer is about evil. Jesus says, but deliver us from the evil one. As we say in church, but deliver us from evil. Today we'll be focusing on the existence of evil, which is a major topic, but uh, specifically how that relates to our petition to God to deliver us and to save us. I'd like to draw our attention to Revelation chapter 12, verses 10 through 17. This is after a great scene in the sky where the evil one, uh, Lucifer, the devil, or Satan, has uh, been uh, hurled to the earth. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. For the accuser of our brothers who accuses them before God day and night has been hurled down. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and to the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury, because he knows that his time is short. When the dragon saw that he had been hurled to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. The woman was given the two wings of a great eagle so that she might fly to the place prepared for her in the desert where she would be taken care of for a time, times, and half a time out of the serpent's reach. Then from his mouth the serpent spewed water like a river to overtake the woman and sweep her away with the torrent but the earth helped the woman by opening its mouth and swallowing the river that the dragon had spewed out of his mouth. Then the dragon was enraged at the woman and went off to make war against the rest of her offspring, those who obey God's commandments, and hold to the testimony of Jesus. So we see in this uh, grand story uh, that the evil one, who's the devil, uh, is actively against uh, the woman and against the church. So just a couple thoughts as we parse this out and think about how to pray against evil Uh, Number one is uh, that I've noticed as a pastor that uh, that the evil one really speaks and uh, and leads people astray with two basic messages. The first one is he tells the world um, there is no such thing as sin. He encourages us to live lawlessly. And then his second sermon is that once we get caught in our sin, uh, he now says that there is no hope for people like us. This is him being described as the accuser. Uh, He once accused sinners before a holy God and he would demand justice. And now that Christ has died for the just punishment of the sins of his church, the evil one no longer accuses us before God. So just imagine uh, he loved to make people uh, guilty. Uh, to, to lead us into self-sacrifice and then he would bring our case before a holy God and say if you're really a just God, you would punish this person and their sins. And now that he sees the cross of Calvary, he sees that God has punished the sins of all the church but into the person of his son Jesus Christ. And so the devil has no recourse before God to lead people to sin and then yell at God uh, for not punishing them because God has punished all the sins of all who would believe. And so he's been hurled down to the earth. The scriptures then say that he attacks the woman. And uh, there's many ways to interpret this. Of course, the Catholic Church believes this is Mother Mary. Uh, Protestants generally have taken the position that this is um, the gospel. Uh, She is the mother of all who believe. Uh, I believe that she's the gospel, which is uh, the one who gave us birth into salvation in Jesus Christ. We believed and we received Christ Jesus and was born again. Uh, The evil one attacks the gospel by sowing false teaching from his mouth, uh, confusing the church and trying to interrupt our intimacy with Jesus. If you notice, his attack on the woman comes like a river spewing from his mouth. and Just think of all the heresies that have come up over the ages. Unending will not stop until Christ returns, a constant attack uh, to water down the gospel so that the people of God are confused. The last thing the devil seems to do, according to Revelation, is that he attacks the children and that's today where we're focusing. The children are all who believe in the Lord Jesus. And this is the part of the prayer Christ Jesus is mindful when he's mindful of the ongoing schemes of the evil one. Uh, Temptation, uh, lies, confusion, and even open threats and death. So the first question I have for you is, Uh, Unseen spiritual realities are often under or overemphasized in churches. What place does the concern of a personified evil, Satan, demons, etc., what place does that have in your Christian walk? As a pastoral observation, uh, God has uh, three primary enemies, uh, our flesh, the world and the devil and sometimes they all three work in concert. But we also know according to Romans 8.38 that nothing can separate us from God's love. And one of the evil one's goals is to isolate a saint from the herd. Uh, therefore, as much as God protects us, he's also, uh, he also God helps, atta- helps the attacked saint in choosing to draw near holy things, to draw near prayer, fellowship, worship, and the gospel. What I mean to say is that as we also always pray for protection from evil, from uh, unnecessary suffering, and even from attacks from Hades, we also see that there is a role in the life of the Christian for us to choose to live near holy things, to live near the fellowship of the saints. Even in the allowance of dark times, ultimate, these times ultimately produce a glory uh, achieved which when we withstand an attack by the grace of God. So we we don't fret or worry ultimately even when God permits the chains of the evil one to be loosened so that we might suffer because we know he only gives him enough rope to hang himself with. When God uh, redeems the church, when God delivers us from difficult times, um, we know that we'll receive glory from that. So as we focus on this part of the prayer, I want to encourage you to be mindful that this is part of the story. Uh, When Jesus teaches the Lord's Prayer, he doesn't say deliver us from evil. He says deliver us from the evil one, referring specifically to Lucifer. And so the discipline I'd like to add to the Lord's Prayer today is uh, to ask God to make, uh, is is to uh, thank God uh, daily for his protection uh, from evil, things that we cannot see, but also to ask him to continue to, to deliver us from all acts of evil, uh, from things uh, like uh, being lied to, uh, being tempted, uh, being drawn away from the things of God, uh, being given a heart of confusion so you are confused about the true doctrine, uh, and especially and you know, overtly to be protected from threats and death as a persecution of the church. Uh, as he ends this prayer this way, Jesus is touching on at least in his days, a very real worry uh, that we are constantly in need of a shepherd. I want to leave you with this last thought. Remember that the sheep are never so safe, safe as when they are nearest to the shepherd. Jesus Christ, our shepherd, is the one who protects his sheep from all harm.